Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Sister Yvonne. God's got her back all the time. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too. Just made my day. (laughs) So sweet. Thank you, Yvonne. I love you. Good morning. I'll go right ahead. Good morning, Bree. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, sis. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday to you. Same to you. Can you please say a prayer for for me, I'm having a hard time breathing. Yes. Okay, thank you. I got you down. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You're so good. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Salasita. It's grateful. Deborah Evans. Good. Thank you. Good morning, grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. 
Good morning, Vivi. It's Dee Dee. I love you. Hey, Deborah Evans. Kiss Monica for me. Love y'all. Going on mute. <laughs> Good morning, Dee Dee, and happy Wednesday to you. Love you too. <laughs> love you too. I'll see you, Sister Dee Dee. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Velocita. This is Miss B. I have a praise report. All right. We like those. Go right ahead. My son, Arthur, and my grandson, Giovanni, made it down here from California safely. Oh, awesome. Wonderful. That is a blessing. Thank it you for sharing. It is a blessing. They drove. Oh, it, oh, it really was a blessing. Wow, that's wonderful. Glad they're there with you safely. And I know you are going to enjoy both of them. I am. <laughs> we praise God. Thank you for letting us know. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Hey, Vivi, it's Didi again. I wanted to tell Miss Barbara to tell your son I said I'm still mad at him for not turning my mic on at CFBC, but I'm glad I'm glad they made it. <laughs> Girl, you're so crazy. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear you, Sam. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. This is Sister Monica. Good morning, Sister Monica. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declared Victory. We are our prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of December where our monthly theme is entitled Friendship. Each declare will focus on the importance and the value of friendship, encouragement, compassion, kindness, forgiveness, and love for one another. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. 
We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to, um, to Will you depart Excuse me. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Susie. She is asking for prayer for herself. She's having a hard time breathing. Then we also have a praise report, and that's from Miss B. And her son, Arthur, and her grandson, Giovanni, arrived safely, and they're visiting her, and they drove all the way to, I believe it's Texas, to visit with her. So that's awesome. Thank the Lord for their safe travels. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. Then closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear all because we do not carry everything to god prayer father we just thank you this morning for a brand new wet day especially here in northern california we thank you for the much needed rain we thank you that we've gathered together this morning so that we can honor you. We thank you because we understand that there is one God, one God, three personalities, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your unconditional and everlasting love towards us. We thank you for the yes that's down in our hearts because if there was no yes, we wouldn't even be on the line today. If there was no yes, we wouldn't even have a mind to serve you. So thank you that we have a mind to serve you. Thank you for this day full of brand new mercies, brand new mercies that were not recycled. They're not being doled out uh, carefully. You give to us in abundance. And we thank you that your mercy rejoices against your judgment. We thank you that we have been an extended an invitation to come humbly but boldly 
before your throne of grace, seeking to obtain the mercy that you've already given. God, thank you. Thank you, God, that you're not selfish, that you give to us freely, that you teach us how to have healthy relationships based upon the way that you treat us, based upon the instructions that you left us in your word. It's just a matter of us being obedient. Thank you, Father, that even though we're, we've wake, awoken early this morning or awakened early this morning, we ask first that you would forgive us for any thoughts or any actions that we might have taken that are contrary to your will because we want to be found worthy. We want to be found worthy, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that today we have the right to command our morning. We have a right to make a decision how our day is going to go based upon the words that we speak. So we command our morning and declare that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath, that we are lenders and not borrowers, that we condemn condemnation and that we are an enemy against disobedience and that we are your righteousness and that we walk not by sight but by faith. I thank you that we are not only forgiven um, of our sins, but we are healed of all diseases. We thank you for the praise report from Miss B that her children have arrived safely in Texas, and we pray in advance over that visit. We we pray over everything they're going to consume. We thank we pray for every activity that they're going to participate in. We we pray, Lord Jesus, that they are able. Uh, to create memories during this trip, that they're able to create memories that are just everlasting. We pray for Susie, God, and ask that you would help her. Father, you breathe the breath of life into us. And until it's time for us to go home, we declare over Susie and every other person that our breathing is stable, that there is no anxiety that is causing our breathing to be diminished, we thank you and praise you for clear airways. We thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus, for anything that we have the power over, anything and everything that may come and try to attack our ability to breathe because we need to do so in order to live. So we declare um, whatever it is that's going on in Susie, and there might be anybody else that's on the line or they may hear this playback that's having difficulty breathing, we we declare your healing now, God. And there may be someone else that is on the line. They were not able to enter a prayer request. We just lift up the people of God everywhere, whether they're on this line or whether they are calling back in later. Um, those individuals that haven't, don't even know about this call, we intercede and stand in the gap for people who are suffering, for people who are under heavy tribulation, for people who are find themselves subjected to temptation and not sure how they really got there. We just lift up the body of Christ. We lift up families. We lift up um, children who are preparing to go on uh, the extended holiday for Christmas, God, and those that are already on holiday. God, we ask that you would protect them and that you would bless them to remain in safe environments, Father, so that there's no danger that comes to them. We lift up caregivers who are seeing to the needs of uh, individuals that cannot care for themselves, whether they're aged or 
whether they're young, it doesn't matter. Those individuals that are not able to care for themselves, we lift them up before you, Father, and ask that you would give them the strength and the capacity and even the empathy necessary to care for other individuals, whether it is their profession or whether it is a relative or a friend that they're taking care of, Father, we ask that you would give them what they need, even the resources that are necessary or the respite that is necessary. Father, we lift up um, pastors and their families, their leadership cabinets. Many of them are beginning to think about 2024 and things that they should put in place for the upcoming year. And they're starting to get things together in preparation for taking some time off at the end of the year and coming back stronger in 2024. I thank you, God, that you give them clear vision and direction as to how they should lead the body of Christ, how they should lead those people that they're in charge of, including Declare Victory and the leadership here, Father. Thank you for the vision that you never fail us. Every single year, you give instruction on what we should do for the following year. And God, we thank you for that. And I lift up those that are planning to come to the gala uh, for January the 13th, that weekend. I lift up the speakers. I lift up those that are preparing the food. I lift up those that will be participating. I lift up those that are putting things together to make sure that this is a stellar celebration of 10 years of being in ministry, 10 years of seeking your face consistently. God, we celebrate you for consistency. We celebrate you, Father, that every single morning, even when there were mornings that we didn't feel like getting up because we didn't feel well or just because we may have been spiritually or emotionally drained, we got up and we still put one foot in front of the other. Thank you that you've seen us through so many ups and downs, no matter what it was. We kept on going because we've learned that we will not, we, if we win, we win if we do not quit. Thank you for that saying. And so, Father, we thank you and praise you in advance for uh, what we're going to hear this morning from our speaker, from our declarer, Dion. We pray, God, that you would bless her. And as you take her down into the deep treasures of your word, that the word comes across so simple and so plain that we are eager to obey your word. We thank you that as friends we bear with each other and we forgive one another and that um, if we have a disagreement against someone that we uh, make that we make our path straight we make it we intentionally we intentionally because we're friends and we have relationships we intentionally go and try to straighten that out and that we forgive one another we thank you in advance that that when we have the opportunity that we do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. We thank you that you're teaching us how to be friends, and we can take you as our model. So, God, we celebrate you today. We thank you for the, this coming, the end of the year. We only have a few more days left before we enter into 2024, and we're going to enter into 2024 with good, healthy, sound relationships demonstrating what it means to be a friend. We celebrate you this morning, God. We celebrate your love for us. We celebrate your kindness for us. God, we lift up people all over the nation. We lift up our nation to you, all of the things that are going on, the wars, the rumors of wars, the hacking, all of the things that's happening. These things are not catching you off guard. These are things that you already accounted for. I thank you, God, that because we have a sturdy standard, a sturdy standard, uh, 
sturdy relationship with you that we will not be thrown off by what, by what we hear in the news. If anything, it drives us to our knees to begin to pray for one another, to pray for ourselves, and to pray for our nation. Thank you that we are, because we have good relationship with you, that we're not stingy with our prayers. Father, that we are interceding for other people, that we don't just make it about us and our families. And as we're, we're on the subject of our families, I lift up every family that is represented here on this call. I lift up those that are taking care of aged parents and trying to figure out how that should, what that should look like and when they should step in. I lift up families that are that are at odds with one another, God, and I ask that you would bless them. I lift up families that are in the midst of parents that are in the midst of divorcing or separating. God, I lift up parents that are um, that are in different households and they're trying to figure out how to become co-parents, how to co-parent their children. I lift up the children that are confused by the separations that are taking place, confused by some of the ungodly and um, unkind things that they're seeing by the adults, the authoritative figures in their lives. I pray that you would cover our babies. I pray that you would cover them and protect them from seeing things that they should not witness. And if they do see it, God, that it'll be erased from their memories or that it will not adversely impact them. I pray for those that have returned to school and that are on a break right now, adults that have returned to school. I pray that you would give them the mind to, to finish. I pray for college-age students who are preparing to go on break or either on break right now. I thank you for blessing them to get the rest that they need. I pray for those that are incarcerated, those that have been unjustly incarcerated. I pray for those that our decision makers. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that your justice will be served. And so, Father, as we prepare to put our, take our phones off mute and celebrate you, God, we celebrate the fact that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us. We celebrate the fact that you love us unconditionally. <clears throat> and as we take our phones off mute and we begin to thank you, to, to thank you for how you've blessed us, to thank you for how you care us, to thank you because you are the Lord God Almighty, that you are El Shaddai, that you are El Roy, Lord God, that you are our strength. We thank you, Father God, that there is none like you. We thank you, Father God, that you are a God, that you are our miracle. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your for us, God. We thank you and we praise you because you are Father, you are Abba. We thank you because you are Adonai, our Lord and our Master. We thank you that you are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. We thank you that you are the Ancient of Days, you are the Anointed One, the Priestess. We thank you that you are El Shai, the Living God. We thank you that you are the Messiah, of God, the Lord of God, the Lord of God, the Lord of God, the Lord of God. God, we thank you that you are El the everlasting God. We thank you that you are El Roy, the God who sees us seeking your face. You see us trying to make a difference. You see us obeying the word. You see us carrying out the message that you've given us. Thank you that you are El Shaddai, the Almighty God. We thank you that you are El the great creator. We thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you that you are Jehovah. Hallelujah. 
God, we thank you for the word again today that will go forward. We ask God that you would bless Dion and her family. Lord God, that you would bless every, again, every family that is represented on this call. And as we place our phones back on mute, Father, we thank you and praise you in advance for the spoken word that will get down into the nooks and the crannies um, so that it can reveal and reveal the truth to us, Father, so that we can become the people of God that you've called, so that we can live out purpose, so that we can uh, be a light and an example as a beacon, not as a candle, not as a candle flame, but as a beacon. People are drawn to us, not because of us, but because of the God in us. They see the glory of God all over us, and they want what we have. They want the peace that we have. They want the assurance that we have. They want the hope that we have. And sometimes, God, we may blow it. Sometimes we may not get it right. But we have the mind to come back and ask you to fill us, to forgive us, and do the, do your work all over again. So as we prepare to pass the call to Dion, um, we, we are putting our phones on mute. We're double-checking our phones to make sure the integrity of the call is protected. And, Dion, the call is in your hands. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning. And happy Wednesday, family. To God be the glory for the things that he has done as we are in the, I guess this is the second to last. Wednesday of 2023, not just of December, but of the the year in its entirety. And I'm grateful to God to be in good health, uh, to have life and life abundantly. I thank God for the faculty of my mind in this hour as that's not the case. This is a very, or considered a a very stressful time of the year, but I thank God for his great peace, that peace that passes all understanding on this morning. It is another wait while we wait Wednesday. And um, for those of you that can and will, it's probably the last Wednesday that we will fast of the year, just considering all the things going up, family and engagement and all of those different things. So we extend the invitation, as always, for those that can and will to join us for our weekly Wednesday fast. Um, I'm beyond excited about the gala. Seating charts are starting to be made. Uh, conversations with uh, the event coordinator finalization of this, that, and the third, and I cannot wait to spend 
the much needed quality time. Um, I'm excited about the prophetic announcement and the confirmation of Bishop Ross being in attendance. There will be a Sunday service for those that can and will. It will also be, um, I guess it'll kind of be my birthday party, <laughs> if you will. Uh, but Bishop Ross will be here um, that following Sunday along with Philip Watson. I was still waiting for a finalization for him as we'll have a deliverance service and prophetic encounter on that following Sunday for those that are local and in the Bay Area. So I'm just, I'm excited, um, I'm humbled, I'm grateful, and thank God for each and every person that has extended uh, their arm to help to make sure that things go well and smooth. And um, I hope you guys are getting your pretty dresses together, your nice suits and tuxes and all the good stuff, because yeah, we're we're gonna do it. The photographer will be there. So this this uh will be memorialized on as my grandmother would say on FIM. F I M, not F I L M. She misses the L she used to anyway. Um nevertheless I am grateful for uh even this conversation for the month of December. Friendship is an asset uh and, and as always I say that my relationships are considered my highest form of liquidity. Um, my relationships are an asset. They are by no means liability. And this morning, and perhaps potentially even tomorrow, there may be a part two. I'm not positive yet. You guys will find out, I guess, tomorrow. Um, but this morning, um, I want to I want to ask a question. Uh, and I'm going to do a little bit of summation, but I'm also going to do some reading, and we're going to go on a journey. And if I don't get to finish this today, um, and if I have the opportunity to share tomorrow, I will bleed it over in tomorrow. I know we've heard uh, this particular conversation of sorts, but probably not with this spin on it. Um, it was really cute how Holy Spirit began to uh, share with me how and what to share with you. And so that being said, I'll ask the question, whatever happened to Orpha? Whatever happened to Orpha? Um, as we have uh, really been delving into friendship, the power of friendship, the um, assets of friendship, the what friendship is not, what we should have friendships with, and how we should relate and or equate something as potentially um, a friend. We we know that there is a, a difference. There are uh, frenemies. There are uh, comrades, confidants. Um, and those even that oppose you as you travel along your journey, because at the end of the day, the only reason we're, we're actually here is to fulfill the purposes and the promises of God, right? That, that's really all we're, we're here for his glory. We're here, uh, for his majesty to be, uh, used effectively in the kingdom um, to build the kingdom of God itself, right? The, the Bible says that the kingdom suffereth violence, but 
the violent taketh it by force. The righteous suffereth violence, but the violent taketh it by force. There are certain things that we are responsible for in the earth that will require, um, number one, destiny helpers, um, those that will be burden bearers, heavy load shares. You need people that are connected to God in such a way that they feel, that they sense, that they operate from a place of the burden of the Lord's heart concerning you, right? And so I'm going to read a little bit because I want to paint a picture. And you guys know by the time it's all said and done, I'm going to tie it in uh, with a story um, that can make it easy to apply it to your own life. And it'll also give you um, a little bit of a peripheral vision uh, as it relates to discerning who destiny helpers are, who um, are those that help, quote unquote, your star rays, um, or you be lifted in the earth. There is a process for all of that. And it's really important that we understand that um, if you could do it alone, it's just not big enough. If you could do it by yourself, it's probably not the thing you were sent into the earth to do, right? All right. So um, this is just the book of Ruth, which is a really short book in the Bible, but it is a very weighty book on, on multiple levels. Uh, here we begin to have a conversation um, about Elimelech, who um, was the husband to Naomi. And though his role was short, um, it was significant in that um, obviously he was a man of prominence and um, obviously his um, his presence carried a different level of weight because of the level of respect that Naomi garnered. Now, most people would probably assume um, and, and have heard me say on several different occasions, um, I have been blessed to have had uh, a, a Naomi type of an experience. Um, but I want to point out some things about this relationship with uh, th these Moabites and, uh, and, and with regard to the process um, of how you identify certain things about people that are destiny helpers, right? So we'll go down uh, first verse six, I mean, first chapter six verse says, and then Naomi heard um, in Moab that the Lord blessed his people in Judah by giving them good crops again. Let me stop right there. Um, Elimelech had moved his family because there was a drought, right? There was a drought where they were. He wanted to make sure his family was sustained well. And so sometimes you have to um, be prepared to relocate. Um, and it may not be in the natural. It may be a mental relocation. It may be an emotional relocation because how many of you know that when you are in dry places, things die? <laughs> period, right? Where there is no uh, water, there is no vegetation. Where there is no spirit, there is no life. Where there is no life, um, all things die 
in that climate and or atmosphere. And so uh, Elimelech had moved his family to prevent them from suffering um, in the drought season. And so let me let me back up and go to um, to the third verse. It says, and then Elimelech died and Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married one named Orpah and the other a woman named Ruth, of course. But about 10 years later, the Mo, uh, uh, both Malon and Kilion died and left Naomi alone with her two sons um her two sons or her husband without either one of them having their husband or um Naomi's sons right and so then Naomi heard that in Moab the Lord had blessed his people by giving them good crops again so now here Naomi had the ear to hear um that that's what destiny helpers are capable and culpable of. They have the ability to hear or sense or uh, uh, seek after, okay, do, do you know what's going on in this climate? Do you know what's going on in this atmosphere? You've got to have somebody that's connected to um, the times, the culture, uh, what's going on, somebody that's connected to current affairs. It just kind of has a heads up. I'm not a huge news watcher. I stay up to date with current affairs just because I know that I need to understand what's going on in the world, right? And so Naomi and her daughters-in-law got ready to leave Moab to return to her homeland, someplace she felt safe. She had lost everything. She had lost her husband. That's that covering. She had lost her sons. That's a level of provision. And I'm sure, and we've, we've all heard this probably time and time again, there was a level of discontentment, a level of frustration, a level of fear, a level of anxiety, a level of um, now what? Who who do I lean and depend on? I've been taken care of all my life, and surely I, I expected or anticipated that my sons live long enough to at least take up some of the gap, right? Fill up some of the broken places, um, and and here these two women are now my responsibility of sorts because they uh, were connected to my bloodline. Naomi had assumed the responsibility for so much. She's trying to figure it out. And, and she's obviously trying to figure it out. And she doesn't have a whole bunch of outside resources. Everything she needed was physically in her house, her husband, her sons, her daughters-in-law. So now... Uh, what you notice is a couple of different things. The first one is that Naomi obviously has her ear to the ground, bitter and all. She obviously has some type of spiritual insight uh, because she is now present that she has to look for the resources that will sustain her in this later portion of her life. The Bible says that your latter will be greater than your former. I'm sure at this point, Naomi is arguing with herself and say, well, honey, now I know full well uh, the promises of God are yes and amen, but it's not looking good. It's not, it's not feeling good. I'm not really seeing my way out here. And so here uh, with her two daughters-in-law, Right, she sets out for a place where she had been living, and they looked to the road that would lead them back to Judah. Uh, how many of you know that sometimes you have to take 
three steps back in order to move 10 steps forward. Uh, but back does not feel good. Back is usually a place of distress and anxiety. It's where you're trying to regauge how to launch, how to interact, who to trust, uh, how to trust all over again and trust from a different mental location, a different spiritual location, uh, a different physical location. She is really trying to figure it out. Right. And she's doing it in her head. She she probably is doing a bunch of muttering and uh, a bunch of talking to herself and, and having contemplative moments where she like, Lord, this is really kind of grim. Right. We came here because everything had dried up. Now we here and now everything in my life has dried up. This land might be lush, but I can't navigate here. I can't uh, uh, get anything done here because I'm not connected. I don't have no people here, right? So all Naomi wanted to do was get back to her people. She wanted to get back to a place of familiar. Can I tell y'all something? And, and I'm still going to ask the question, whatever happened to Orpha? Right. I'm still going to ask that question because a lot of times people will be around you because of what it is that you have, because of what it is that you know, because of what it is that uh, they think they can gain from being connected to you. Now, here, Naomi is trying to navigate in dry places. She's trying to navigate in the Negev of her life. It's a desert season, and uh, I'm sure every step of the way, and this is just my sanctified imagination, I can't verify it with scripture. But I'm sure with every single step Naomi took, she was probably getting more and more frustrated. She was probably getting more and more afraid. I, I, I know that uh, there are moments and seasons in each and every one of our lives. I, I know for me, in my desert moments, my desert seasons, I'm thinking to myself, how in the whole entire heck am I going to navigate this dry of a season? Right. And whether or not you know it, and I'm saying this so that someone would take note, uh, disappointment and frustration and grief and uh, fear and anxiety, whether or not you intend for them to happen, there's a level of anxiety that will overtake you when what you thought it would look like, it just does not. I'm sure Naomi in a million years could not have imagined not only losing her husband, but losing her children. Uh, I believe that that's a pain that until you've experienced it, you don't necessarily know how to respond. Who do you talk to? Don't nobody want to keep hearing about you and your brokenness and your dead husband and your dead kids uh, and your daughters-in-law. Don't nobody have the time or the capacity, the patience um, really to, to travel with you down that road. And I'm sure in her mind's eye, she's trying to figure out not only what do I do next, but what do I do now? What do I do right this second? I don't work. I'm used to being taken care of, right? And here, I, I'm, I didn't ask for two extra mouths to feed. This is absolutely ridiculous. Now, what, what is it that I do, right? How is it that I move? And so... It goes on to say in the eighth verse, it says, but on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, 
Now, I'm going back to my familiar place. This is me coming off the page. I'm going back to where I know I can navigate. I know I got me. <laughs> I know I can feed me if I go here because I got people out here. I at least got some family, and they might not like it. They might not really even want to help me, but uh, I know I can at least move around. You know, I can do a little seamstress work. I cook a little bit. I know how to clean. Now, this is her as uh, not only an empty nester, but a widow who has lost both her children and now has these two other people relying on her because of the history of her husband. And she said, go back to your mother's homes and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husband and to me. Obviously, uh, Orpha and Ruth had been solid wives. They had not disrespected their mother-in-law. They had obviously gleaned from her. She must have had some sort of wisdom because of the fact that uh, Elimelech's name was mentioned. If you notice certain things in the Bible, they would say a certain man. They would say, uh, and he was a, a, a wealthy man or he was fair, things of that nature. But Elimelech had earned a name for himself right? Obviously, he had weight in his community. Obviously, when uh, he walked into a room, people probably got quiet and be like, Elimelech again. And listen, and that's his wife, Naomi, right? So all these things uh, were, were relevant to this particular season. So these young women had been solid on every single level. And so Naomi is now giving them her blessing. She is putting her mouth on them. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Like, I hope the best for you. It's a wrap for me. Right? I'm done for <laughs> at this point. And she kisses them goodbye, and they all break down and weep. You know, a, a lot of times it is um, a very difficult thing when seasons end with people. Um, I have experienced probably this year um, a different type of grief and loss. It's one thing to grieve when you know that Naomi's husband has died, uh, obviously of old age. It doesn't describe why Elimelech died, nor does it uh, describe why or how Naomi's sons died. I, they were young men, apparently. Right, they had wives that were young enough, and more likely than not, was in battle, or perhaps there had been a, a pandemic in their time. There is no descriptive of exactly why they died, but their wives were young enough that Naomi was confident that they would have uh, entirely new families. Um, and so you got to look at the dynamics and the dichotomy of all of it and piece it all together. I'm sure Naomi's heart was beyond grief stricken, right? All these things, because the truth is life happens, right? Life happens and you have to learn how to grieve people that are still alive. Now get this, Naomi and Elimelech, her sons and her daughters-in-law had moved to Moab and spent the last 10 years there. Now, keeping in mind that it's the Declare Victory's 10th year anniversary, we have lost, uh, I, I believe it was it's either seven or eight people in these 10 years. 
And that grief was a lot, those uh, losing those voices and those sounds. I'm, I'm still uh, going back and listening to Friday, just listening to Brother Andrew talk slow and long. But my brother was faithful and constant and always showed up. Rain, shine, sleet, or snow. I remember uh, going to the hospital, and I'm talking about this for a reason, and visiting Pam and standing on the side of her bed. I remember Diamond Gale coming to uh, a Declare Victory event all the way from the shy. Uh, I remember uh, praying profusely. One of our first losses was Previs. Previs Jenkins and Claire being a part of the call. There have been so many people that have been connected. Uh, some fall in, some fall out. We've been with people through marriages and divorce and babies being delivered and losing children. There have been so many people uh, that have come and gone, and some of them are still living, yet that same grief still exists. Naomi, I'm sure, was heartbroken, right? Now, he, here it is that Naomi is wishing the best for her daughters-in-law. She is hoping uh, that they go and get a reward for how justly they had treated her, for how kind they had been to her sons, for how consistent they had been in her life. But now it's decision-making time. Right? And it says, and then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. They spent time grieving. Have, have you ever had a season uh, where your life um, just causes you to weep? There's a, a season of crying, and perhaps you don't necessarily even know what you're crying for. You ever had one of those seasons? There have been moments where um, I believe even before my grandmother passed that I would just have seasons of learning how to detach and release. There is a process of letting go. There is a process of releasing people. And so it says, no, they said, we, we want to go with you to your people. But, but Naomi said, listen, check this out. Why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to another son who could grow up to be your husband? No, go ahead. Go back to your people, right? Go back to the houses that you are familiar with. For I'm too old to marry again. Don't nobody want me. All these different, now she's grieving the fact that she's no longer a young woman. She's grieving the fact that uh, her chances are slim. And I'm sure in her mind, like every other uh, senior citizen right now on the planet, unless you come from some money, right, there's food insecurity. There is concerns about who's going to take care of me when I get old. My kids dead, my husband dead. Here go these young women who I know they're going to have a life. And I got to be courageous enough to let them go back into the world and do their thing. I know it's a wrap for me. However, I, I want the best for them. They were good girls, right? And said, no, my daughters, return to your parents. I'm too old to marry again. And even if it was possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? So in other words, you know, you're not going to wait for my sons to grow up because you know they come for me and they good stock. Obviously, she had done a good job with her children because she had, the, the young women had fared well under her care and, and with her as a mother-in-law. Because you know, most of y'all, y'all be mean to y'all mothers-in-law. 
Y'all don't particularly care for them because sometimes they're just not nice people. Let's keep it 100. But that that obviously was not uh, Naomi's testimony, right? And so she she did what she could to persuade them to to go on about their business, right? And and declared things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord Himself has raised His fist at me. And and the truth is, a lot of times we are so narcissistic that we think God would punish us profusely. And he would take out his anger on us. This is her going through the expression of her grief, going through the expression of her depression, going through her expression of her anxiety. You ever been around somebody and everything is negative? Right? She, Naomi had obviously turned her cup upside down. And I know we hear the story of bitter Naomi, and she was. Right. But her entire focus was on what she did not have, what she could not be and how God was done with her and how that uh, she didn't have anything left to offer. Right. But the reality is, even with her declaring things are far more bitter than me because the Lord has raised his fist against me. And again, they wept. But check this out. Then Orpah said to her mother-in-law, all right, you're right. <laughs> you have absolutely nothing left to give, honey, and you keep confirming it with your mouth. And so, yeah, so I'm I'm going to go on and bounce. You're you right. It, and so Orpha kissed her, told her, all right, then. However, Ruth clung tightly to Naomi, right? But Naomi brought it to her attention. She was like, listen, I I have told you over and over again that I don't have nothing else to give you. All I got is me. All I have is my brokenness, my bitterness, my fear, my anxiety, my tragedies, uh, my commonplace. Um, and I'm going back where it's familiar. I'm going completely backwards. You still going? In life, what, what I have discovered um, is you've got to have people that are willing to get in the trenches with you and push you to the other side. Um, and I'll, I'll continue in just one second, but I thank God that through my bitterness, through my brokenness, through my fears, through my anxiety, through all of the moments of um, food insecurity, child, through all the, the tears and the pain of my process of being broken before God, um, of being completely humbled and humbling myself through the process. Um, even my, my negative communications, because I have, haven't always said everything's going to be fine. I haven't always said I'll be all right. Orpah said, I don't have the capacity to, number one, keep listening to you complain. <laughs> I don't have the capacity to be reared under your bitterness. I don't have the capacity, right, to go any further with you. And you're right. I'm probably going to find me a husband over there with mom and them. Right. And so here, this conversation, it, it gets real. Um, I love that Naomi was not afraid to say, child, I have nothing left. 
right? You have to have places and spaces where you can say, listen, I have nothing. I don't got it. I don't have any patience. I don't have any temperance. I ain't got no money. My food is short. All of it. It's all bad, right? Here, Naomi is being as transparent from her bitter place as possible. Orpah says, this is all I have the capacity for. And Ruth says, I hear you, but I'm not going to leave you here. I can't. I'm not leaving you this broken. I'm not leaving you this frustrated. I'm not leaving you this scared. You've been good to me. You've been consistently there for me. And I, I know we're not quote unquote friends, but I, I owe you at least to be uh, a, a part of your squad that helps you get to the other side. Right? Naomi made an active decision. But my, my question is, what happened to Orpha? You know what's cold? Is we still don't know. We still have no clue if Orpha ever found a, a, a was found by a husband. We still have no clue if she bared children and became a great mother-in-law. We don't have any evidence of any of that. Do you know that sometimes you have to let people go and not know the outcome? Right? You gotta you gotta be willing to be separated from certain people. Um, and, and not that it's, it has to be on a negative term. You you heard, read the text. You saw in the text where Orpha, you know, she loved her at one point. But child, I love me more than I love you. Isn't it amazing how people can walk really, really closely with you? I've had so many people who child. <laughs> I mean, that I didn't walk through hard times, that I will hold their secrets to the grave, that uh, we've been through some things, that they, they, we've experienced some things together. Do you know a lot of these jokers don't even say hi to me if they see me? Or if they do, it is always with a lingering whisper behind it, right? There are seasons in our life where we have to have the confidence um, in our destiny to allow people to turn around and walk away without holding them hostage, without being mad or frustrated through the process. Here, Orpa makes an active decision that my life at this point, and you're right, you don't have nothing to give me. Sometimes we'll run into opportunists who, as soon as it looked like you have nothing else to give, stay out. Ruth didn't care about none of that. Ruth had made an active decision that there was something about this Naomi chick. There was something about her mother-in-law that she still needed. There was a level of wisdom. You may not have anything tangible. You may not have anything physical to hand me. You may be fresh out of food, but there's something on your life that I refuse to release right now. I'm not going nowhere, right? Orpha, on the other hand, um, we never ever, never, ever, ever, ever hear about her again. <laughs> Ruth, on the other hand, because of her ability, um, not only to pay attention to the fact that uh, Naomi not just needed her, Naomi probably would have given up on life altogether had she not had a Ruth, right? If Ruth had fallen right in line with how Ortha felt, well, yeah, I love you and everything, but I'm you're right. I'm going on about my business. If Ruth had followed suit, we probably never would have, there probably wouldn't be a book called the Book of Ruth, right? But 
Does anybody ever consider Orpha? I want to I want to give you um I want to give you just a little insight on and this is my sanctified imagination again I can't verify it with scripture but I can imagine in Orpha's mind she was probably thinking and saying to herself listen I absolutely need another husband um by the time this is all said and done chances are I'm going to end up with absolutely nothing if I stay here right I'm going to end up just like Naomi uh, being a widow, and I, I don't really want to be a widow forever. I still got some good years on me. I still got some miles to go. I still got some time to glean. But um, and, and we can't say if she won or she was married by a well-to-do man. We can't say what happened. But what we can say is Ruth recognized that Naomi was a destiny helper. Ruth recognized that in this season, they may not have had the tangible or the liquidity things uh, that, that most people would have, but they had one another. Friendship is likened to um, a, a prop on a leaning side. Friendship, uh, it, it was in that moment that I think they were, while Naomi was still her mother-in-law, I think their friendship was solidified. It's in the hard places. It's in those places where you make a decision, um, is this relationship more valuable than my feelings? Is this relationship more valuable than my situations or circumstances? What weight does this relationship have? And I think we can all glean from the little four-chapter uh, book of Ruth in and of itself that it was to Naomi's uh, benefit that Ruth stayed with her. It was to Ruth's benefit that she stayed with Naomi. They needed one another. True friendship is established in the hard places. Tanya and I, um, over the last, what, 10 years, uh, we were friends previously, right? But we were friends in seasons where everything was good. I had all the money I needed. She, you know, husband, and they thrive, and they doing business. They ACN, and they, I've, I've watched her through so many different seasons of life, um, good, bad, indifferent. Uh, but it was in our hard places. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the kind of places that many people would crumble, that relationships would completely fall apart. It was where uh, our, our relationship was anchored in those moments where we both could have cried and walked away. <laughs> Right. It was we, we it's been bad. Like we've had some really hard times, uh, great grief and loss. Grandmother, husband, uh, friends being there for people as they lose people and husbands and like all kinds of different things. And, and I don't slight Orpha for making a decision to turn around and walk away. But what I will slight her for is not having the wisdom or the judgment to discern that Naomi still had good years left on her, that Naomi had a level of wisdom that you can only get and glean from people that are older and more seasoned than you. I, my entire life, uh, was a grandma's baby. And so I would sit in the beauty shop as my grandmother did here, and I'd listen to these old women, and, and they were old, old when I was you know, a kid. I'm talking about gray-haired women, and I'm 12, 10, 9, 8, right, 15, 22, and I'd sit, and you'd think I wasn't paying no attention. But all the time, I, I understood, and I watched my grandmother have destiny helpers, 
I watched her have burden bearers very close to her. I watched her have heavy load chairs, people um, that would walk with her through hard places, right? People who had the courage to handle all of her stuff, to see her in her most broken and vulnerable places. You've got to have people around you that can handle your mess that can handle your stench, the stinky things that we all go through, the, the grief, the loss, the fear, the anxiety, the pride, the um, lack of accountability. There are so many different things that friendship actually provides, right? It's like having hands. It's, it's like having an extra uh, set of legs. It's like having a, 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 an additional bank account, depending on who it is that you are connected to. But the, the, the cold part is, Orpah made a decision, right? And back in the day, you know, news traveled really fast. And if you read a little bit further in the text, it says when when Naomi walked back into a specific town, honey, the people start talking, hey, Naomi here, Naomi here. They start chitter-chattering, telling everybody around that Naomi was back, which speaks to um, the fact that she had built a reputation for herself. And obviously, she had been connected to the right people, the right places, the right things. She obviously had the right mentality, but sometimes people forget to remember. She had to go someplace familiar where they could tell her who they believed she was, and it added to who she was. And she knew how to move around there. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. It's like uh, Ruth going with her, Ruth continuing on with her. It gave her purpose. It gave her reason to live. She had forgotten that she wasn't just who her husband was, right? She had a name of her own, right? They Every now and then you need people around you that will go with you and help to remind you um, of the fact that everything is not lost. You ain't done. And, and somebody still needs you. Ruth recognized that she needed a mentor. She recognized that she needed a coach. She was open to going through the process. Listen, where you go, I'm going to go. Where you die, I'm going to die there. But what you have before you leave up out of here, you're going to hand it to me, player. I'm going to need that. Orpah didn't have the, the wherewithal, the wit, or even the ambition to want what Naomi had. Who is around you that you can glean from? Not what they can give you, right? Because now she don't have no money. She don't have no sons. And she told them clearly, what, you going to wait for me to have some more kids? Because obviously there was something good to Naomi. Orpah didn't care about what the history was. Orpah was worried about her right now. Surround yourself with people who can go through the process with you even when you forget you, you. <laughs> when you forget what you bring, what you contribute, what you carry. Honey, listen, Ruth had sense enough to know, listen, this, this lady done done it. She was obviously married to a prominent man at some point. She got a good picker. What you'll start to notice is that there are people that God will strategically place in your life, right, that'll not only keep you on your toes, but help polish you out. But not just polish you out, then there are the people that'll help bring you out of your dark places, that'll give you reason and purpose to live, right? And we all need 
destiny helpers. We all need those that will help us uh, be raised in the natural and in the spirit who will be great examples of character and integrity. We need those type of people that will love us in our broken places and spaces. Orpa didn't have it. And I would like to proposition you with this idea this morning. Give people the grace to turn around and walk away. Sometimes you don't understand the means by which sometimes they do it can be hurtful. Um, but the reality is sometimes people walk out of your life story never to return. This was one of those moments. Orpa made a decision um, that she didn't have what it takes to go the distance with Naomi or with Ruth. Let that be okay, right? You have to grieve it just like she had to grieve her son, <clears throat> just, just like she had to grieve her husband. She also had to grieve Orpha. Um, and, and I want to give you all uh, permission to, to let your Orphas go, right, to let those that um, don't have the capacity to go with you to the end uh, friendship requires a certain level of wisdom. Sometimes that's all it looks like. It's an active decision um, to release people and to let them go and to cherish the memories of the days of old, the history of what the friendship carried. Um, and after a while, can I tell you a secret? You stop looking for it to be what it was. You then make an active decision to cling to what it is today. So with that being said, we asked and posed this question earlier. Where is Orpha, honey? We don't know. She might be some, you know, she might have ended up somewhere winning. But obviously, um, it wasn't significant enough to document wherever she ended up. Ruth, on the other hand, Naomi got her life back. She got her, um, she was accredited. <laughs> She she became a bona fide certified life coach in the middle of her calamity, right? Ruth got her husband and Naomi got her forever provision just because no different than she was assigned to Ruth's life, Ruth was also assigned to hers. So that being said, listen, I pray that something that I said um, encouraged you, inspired you, uh, may have brought something to mind, something to consider um, just in the future and pay attention to the difference and ask God to give you a discerning heart concerning your orphans, the people that were not intended to go the distance with you um, without abusing them, you know, without making them mad, without making them, uh, uh, holding them hostage to the history of a thing, right? It's all par for the course. So that being said, listen, I absolutely love y'all. I pray uh, that, again, God is uh, lifted through this conversation. I pray that you guys would uh, have gleaned something from it that will help you go the distance. Amen. All right. And this is the time we have set aside for those that may have joined the call a little bit late. Uh Maybe you didn't get to say good morning. Of course, we opened it up to the men first. Then anyone that's a new caller or somebody that perhaps uh, has been on the line, just hasn't had an opportunity to say good morning, 
and then we'll open it up for everybody. So that being said, uh, any men on the line that want to say good morning? Amen. If not, is, are there any new callers that may want to say good morning or first-time listeners? All right. Ali, Ali, Oxen free. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey. Good morning, darling. <laughs> <laughs> great, great declaration this morning. I was glad to be able to be a part to just hear. And it was something you said that was so profound. Uh, and I think we tend to um, uh, do this, which is hold on to the people that... Uh, God is removing out of our lives. Uh, and for whatever that reason is, uh, insecurity, thinking you ain't going to make it, thinking you ain't going to be able to go on. And so I wonder if we begin to trust the person uh, that's trying to leave us or believe the God that's trying to uh, bless us. And so I thought that was very profound uh, this morning. And thank you for your declaration. Amen. Thank you for your share and for your commentary. I appreciate you this morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Questions, comments, commentary? Good morning, Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I heard two folks. Who did I hear? Good morning, Mr. Leomia. Great Hi, Ma. This morning. Good How morning. You, baby? I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Okay, you have a blessed not only day but life. I Amen. love you. Too, <laughs> I love you too. Thank you, Mama Leone. Who else did I hear? You heard me. Hey, me, girl. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Mia. That was such a good declaration. Um, I was with my mom last night, and I was like, Mom, when does Dion talk again? And she said, tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I'm on your thing. <laughs> so I got up right and early to make sure I, I was on for you, and I'm so glad I did because that was just beautiful. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Well, good. Good stuff. Good morning, sweetheart. We were talking about you yesterday. It's great to hear your voice. You make my heart smile. I appreciate you. Staying with you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Good, good morning. It's Krishanda. Great, great, great declaration. And it makes my heart smile, too, to hear Mona's babies get on the call. Um, God bless I you all. I know, right? <laughs> That's a big deal. means a whole bunch. means a whole bunch. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Jubilant Juliet. Uh, hey, Ju. Hey, that was a, a powerful uh, decoration. Um, you know, just, you know, letting your name, not your name, I was letting your Oprah's go, letting Oprah's mm-hmm. I, mean, I was just thinking about this morning, praying to the Lord about that this morning, you know, uh, leaving, uh, church this 
20-something years uh, mm. just yeah. trying to get that go. It's been very difficult. So yeah, I, I can imagine. For me, I really mm-hmm. But, you know, I, it's, it's, it's very, what you said is very necessary. It's very, I mean, I've come, it, that, it's funny that you, I was listening to your decoration this morning because that's what came across my mind yesterday. It's like, and it, I think it was sparked from somebody, I don't know if it was Pam who spoke earlier, but just grieving, mm-hmm. allowing yourself to grieve through that process, you know? Um, yeah. Have to be a certain person, but just the relationships—that's a long relationship—and mm-hmm. trying to like act like nothing happened, or you know, to be the bigger person, and you know, but without feeling. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I'm not being honest to myself. So yeah, yeah, that 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 was that was very helpful. It's just very good, very good. Yep, and it's listen, and it's it's painful. It's painful, and sometimes it is scary. You know what I mean? Like, what what do I do next? Yeah, very good. Thanks for sharing, Juice. Hey, D. Hey. Good morning. I love you so much. This year, this morning, my God. Ooh, I've been blessed to have this video. I've had two mother-in-laws. I still have one, but my ex-husband's mother trained me well when you talk about some people don't like their mother-in-law mm-hmm. so i feared her i met her when i was 14 and y'all know black mom mm-hmm. was coming home from work you know a hotel in the house he was supposed to be there but i learned how to respect her and like even with my, my mother felder all the things i had been told about her because if y'all know her and knew her she's no joke i've never met that part so i have nothing but love and respect for my mother-in-law so i can understand um not knowing what to do but i know that as I become, I'm, I'm a mother, I'm a mother, oh, I am a mother-in-law. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> right. To be so loving and, and what would they do? Like, it, I, as you were talking, I was like, what would happen? Would my daughter-in-law go with me? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think they would. I think I've shown them that I'm worthy no matter what happens. So your your story really touched me. But then when you said grieving someone that's still alive, oh my God, that hit me so many places down because you and I both know people who were mm. so connected. And they, it's like I was saying yesterday to Armani, relationships get aborted and sometimes you don't know what happened, but God does. Right. And if they come yeah. back, cool, and if they don't, and then like I said, to be around people that you know then talked about you like a dirty dog, but you could still love them. Mm-hmm. Man, right. friendship. What a good topic. I love you to life. And I'm excited about um singing on the thirteenth. I know everybody is coming going. You know what? Okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> I'm not dealing with you, Didi. We you need to bring your butterfly mic. <laughs> hey man, anybody else? Wasn't her name on the flyer? Oh well, I'm gonna put it on there, I think. <laughs> Morning. Morning. Anybody hey, else girl, want to hey. say good morning? Hey, girl, hey. I don't know how we flowed on over into Love, Life, and Victory. Come see what we had. We did. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> it happened. Okay. So, Grace here says, um, you said so much, and you like, okay, where did Orpa go? Um, and I could just, I'm a visual person, so I can imagine her, you know, being there and having compassion, but then throwing up the deuces and doing our advocate dance, like I'm going to start a new life. 
to do what I need to do to start all over. But I like the fact that um, Ruth stayed and um, she stayed because of she saw that there was not just a need in in um, that Ruth stayed with Naomi because she didn't she didn't leave her leave her. You know, sometimes we can walk away and we know that there's a need and, and that stuff beats us up like, OK, what what would they do? What can I do to help? That's that's what we do. We try to help. Um, giving up, I'm not going to even say giving up her life because staying with her um, and helping her to thrive and live, man, the reward of her stay. Oh, my man. God. Man, man. And sometimes we don't look at, you know, the big picture as you talked about. You know, uh, Orpa was looking at her now and Naomi was, uh, Ruth was looking at, um, you know, what, wh- how, you know, she's brought me this far. We've come, I've made a vow. Mm-hmm. We've come this far. Mm-hmm. So we're, doesn't matter where I end up because they're, that, that fruit. I, I thought about Mona when her kids started talking. I said, that fruit, um, is mm-hmm. theirs. You see it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It may not mm-hmm. look, uh, look the same for everybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, it, it's there. It's there. So, Grace, Sherry, you brought out so much. And, and man, it, it was good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. That was a good way to put it, too, Shell. Um, just the fruit of true friendship and true people that are in covenant relationships, right? It's, it's very different. It looks different. I mean, there were times where Tan would be up and I would be down. And, you know, I mean, there there were different moments. And Tan, you said you wanted to speak. Go ahead, sis. Good morning, everybody. Um, great share. I saw myself. Um, I can absolutely identify with Naomi. Um, you know, when you talk about losing the covering and you talk, you know, what do I do next? There was this period that I went through that Didi and Dion and Sabrina um, helped me to walk through because I didn't, like I had been married all my life. You know, first my children's father, um, I think we were married six years. Uh, There was however many months there was, and then I married Carl. So like literally all my life. And so learning, although I was not um, like Naomi that, because I've always made my own money and, you know, I had a a job or a career or something like that, not not that, but still that covering Um, and the vulnerability that, that we experience as widows. Um, the vulner, the the uh, uncertainties, and what do we do next? And trying to be- begin to make steps to make things make sense. So I can absolutely identify with her, except I didn't have the pressure of, you know, caring for children or other people. It it was literally just me. So I can identify and, um, you know, the the start over again. And you guys, one of the things that I really really want to stress to you is that grief is not just associated with the loss of a loved one. I wrote this little book. It's called Trading Grief for Grace. It's not a book plug per se, but we associate grief. We don't give ourselves permission to grieve that stuff. We don't give ourselves permission sometimes to grieve losses because it's not a death of a human being, right? We, 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 We have the right to grieve the death of a pet. You had a relationship with that pet. Now, it should be different from the way I think you, you grieve a human, but 
I mean, we should we should have per, we should give yourself permission to grieve the loss of friendship, the loss of a job, mm-hmm. especially when you know they give you a pink slip on on Friday, and you was preparing on you know what you were going to be doing for work the next week. Give yourself permission for, to to grieve the loss of I, all of I think I don't I can't think of I think I Dion pretty much have grieved I grieved the loss of a church. I've grieved mm-hmm. the loss of um, sibling relationship. I've grieved, obviously, the loss of a husband. I've grieved the loss of a of a home because of foreclosure and the embarrassment behind that, that the enemy wanted me to believe. But, oh, baby, when I tell you I'm coming up, sugar. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway, I want y'all to be encouraged not to run from grief. It's important that we um, embrace it and we allow ourselves to grieve in a healthy manner. And that's a whole nother topic. I just wanted to add that a little bit. Thank you. But it's, it's really important, that whole idea of grieving and um, giving yourself permission to grieve, especially when it comes to people that are still alive. That's, that's hard, especially with people that you thought would go the distance with you, uh, people that you thought your relationship was solid, and then you come to find out, well, honey, Did you like me ever is what I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) Were you ever part of, and and the reality is sometimes, even with those covenant relationships, seasons end. (sighs) All right, I heard somebody take a really deep breath. Who's that? Wow. (laughs) Jesus. Go ahead. I didn't take a... I didn't take a really deep breath, but it's me, Bray Bray. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hey, I hope my car is not too loud. I'm out here in this perfect storm because people want face-to-face therapy sessions. But right. um, <laughs> I really, really, really enjoyed the share this morning. I think as you were talking, I did what the human tendency is to do. And that's the, I put myself in the story, but I saw myself as Ruth, right? Um, and then you ask that question one good time. What happened to Orpha? And I know, like, I got some root in me now, but I had to really sit with, have I ever been Orpha? <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. check, because at the end, you said we have to give people the grace to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about it. Everybody on the call ain't Ruth. We got some Orphas mm-hmm. on the call. And at some point, they need to have the grace to lead to. If they know that their assignment is up, if they know that their spirit isn't right, if they know that mm-hmm. if they stay, I'm going to treat you bad, I'm going to be bitter. Listen, mm-hmm. the benediction works both ways. Have the grace and the integrity to say, I, I ain't it for you right now. And I'm going to leave so that they don't contaminate the process. Listen. And so I was able to see Uh-oh. myself in, in, in both roles. And so I just appreciate you this morning. Thank you. Uh oh, somebody sleep hard, child. Okay, they you need to it. They not wake up start talking to go to sleep. They better wake up. Wake, up. <laughs> wake, wake that spell up. Listen, as 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 a mother, I ain't never with my kids for going to sleep when I'm I'm laying. I mean, when they laying in my arms, so it's all good. I get it. Hey, the um, I, no. real quick, as 
this shell again. I just want to tell you this. As as Tam began to talk, the Lord said, what about you? And he gave me this movie reel real quick um, of my son and my grandbaby and the mother. The mother, they have been together since high school. So she was always with me. Even the time that he was incarcerated, she lived with me. And then when um, my son passed, she wouldn't go home. And then a little while later in her grief, you know, it kind of backfired and, you know, she kind of took it out on me, which I totally understand. But I thank Mm -hmm. God for giving me the grace to be able not to react um, and know that that was a time for me to extend the the grace through her grief. And Mm -hmm. to this day, we are back to a place where we used to be like nothing ever happened. So I thank the Holy Spirit for just bringing that back to me. And he's like, Mom, he said, when I talked about Mom, he said, well, what about you? And I said, oh, God, oh. thank you for reminding me. So that makes my heart, that makes my heart full to know that mm-hmm. there was some fruit mm-hmm. that was planted, that was, that was groomed, and that it was good fruit that she, uh, we're back to a place where we used to be. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thank God for that. I thank God. That's, and and listen, and you you got to be open to the shift in the relationship on several different levels, right? In those moments where your relationship may end for a season, but you also have to be discerning in knowing, um, you know, without it being from a place of codependence or um, feeling like you need to redeem yourself from a thing, right, from that grief or that loss. I think that there are times where you kind of got to let people go, go their own way. And if they come back, and and it is intended because there are moments where you kind of have a tendency to blow covenant relationships for the lack of a desire to be accountable, um, for perhaps feeling um, incapable of being or doing what that particular person may need you to be or do, right? So there, there are levels and layers to it. It's really, it's a matter of the process. But one, one of the things that I thank God for is people will tell you exactly who they are and if they go in the distance with you, even if you spent time together for a while, then you get to a place where there's a, a whole different line drawn. I've lost a couple of relationships that I never thought I would lose, but get this, but I kind of knew, you know, I kind of knew it was a wrap. I'm sure there was something in the back of Naomi's mind that let her know, or if I ain't going to stay here with me, but I need to give her action without condemning her for needing to leave. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Hey. Good morning, sis. I know who you is, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. I love you, and I'm so excited. I'm going to see you next month. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yay! <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. Um, I, I'm the Your your uh, declaration this morning was so great. It, was, it just really blessed my soul. And as I was listening, I, I thought about different relationships that even now, uh, my my kids and some of their people that they used to date or whatever friends with, 
they may not be friends with anymore, but those kids still call me. They still want to talk. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they want to come. One of them, she likes to come for Thanksgiving all the time. And, and they even help me to type out recipes so that they can have them. So I thank God for that. But the other thing that I thought about as you were sharing, that even the Oprahs that leave, or it may be the end of their season, they still are quote unquote destiny helpers and it helps me to learn a lesson from that relationship about myself, about accepting people as they are, and about being able to just breathe, live and still love without having to have it my way or have it the way Mm -hmm. Gloria thinks things ought to be. So I am grateful, 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 grateful for all the uh, Ruths and the Oprahs because they've taught me so many good lessons and I thank God for them. And I really appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in January. Yay! All these planes flying in. That's so what's up. I'm super excited. Very good, very good. Is there anybody else? Yeah. Good morning. I heard two people who said yes first. Wait, who washed? I say yes. Please let that other person go. (laughs) Okay, mother, go go ahead. Who else was that? That was Tracy. I'm sorry. I'm in my car trying to make it to work too. Good morning. Thank you so much. That was on time, and I needed to hear it. Oh, honey, honey, I'm gonna tell you, God is good. So I identify with everything you said, and when you said sometimes seasons are up. Um, my, some of my family members, my auntie, my tia passed away September t- uh, 27th. And from that time until now, some of my family members have like distanced themselves from me intentionally because they're holding me accountable for not wanting to come or try, you know, making it to my aunt's funeral. And I already had explained why I couldn't be there either, either, either way. Because of this call and because of the teaching that I've had on this call, because I had abandonment issues when my mother gave me up when I was three months old, because of the therapy and the talking and listening and the reading and joining the groups and just applying myself, I said the other day, you know what, thank God I'm not in the same headspace. Because if I could have reverted back to why are they leaving me? Why are they making me feel like this? Why, why, why? And I didn't do that. I said, you know what, God, I thank you. I thank you for showing me who people truly are in this season. And this season is, like you said, every season changes. And I learned a lot from then to now. And I'm just super grateful because I could have been in my feelings and emotions. And for the first time, I could say, I'm just like, it is what it is, and it's okay. I didn't always feel like that. I would have been like on a pity party. So I'm just grateful for the assignments that have been taught throughout this year. I'm thanking God that I'm a part of the clear victory. And I just want to thank you for your share this morning. Hey, hey D, can I say something? This is Tan. Tracy, with your, with your beautiful self. Right. Baby, listen, I, thank you for that transparency. Looking at you, I would never knew. I would never know that you had abandonment. You had, past tense, abandonment issues. And I don't know if y'all were listening when she talked about um, her life 
she just gave us a clue of what the work looks like. You know, we talk about the work we need to do around here. You don't just get better because you just wake up one morning and you say, now I'll lay me down to sleep, or you go to bed one night and say, now I'll lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep a body die before I wake up. Pray the Lord my soul to take. A little kitty prayer like that, and then every day out of osmosis, everything is okay. There are things that we have to do. It might mean going to therapy. Call Sabrina. Get your change together. Call or call your EAP or whoever, right? Invest in yourself so that you can do the work to get better. The work means pulling out the mirror, the full-length mirror, um, this is metaphorically, and looking at yourself and examining the areas that are uncomfortable, examining the areas that have made you sad so that you can get past them, not so that you can wallow with them. Going through the grief process is not easy, but I was so anxious to get through the pro- I was trying to figure out, Sabrina, is there a way to cut this corner? Can I skip that part? No. Is that Dion? Can I? Ninja, you need to slow down. Oh, okay. Um, getting a grief counselor, talking things through, people tolerating me in my moving at, a, at warp speed. You think I move fast now? Oh, my God. Right, but that was just part of my process, and I accepted the fact that i got to do this work. I don't know what the work is. Bless I needed Lord, some people oh to show me. All that's within me, bless his holy name. Hello? Am Leave I talking? your name and number. No, that's an answer machine. <laughs> I, I thought I was losing it. <laughs> I thought I was going that crazy. Was, that wasn't a real person. I mean, it was a real person, but you know what I mean. <laughs> crazy. I guess it's time for me to stop. Listen, you know, I thought I was having a baby. I'm. I had a whole body out of it. My point, my point, guys, is is that Tracy, thank you for sharing yeah. um, your your story, sharing how you felt in that moment and how you overcame it. Because I'm telling you, stuff will come back up to test whether you have grown or not. This is just about growing, y'all. That's it. I'm going to stop. Yeah, because without it, you just, listen, anything that's not growing is dying. Whatever that looks like. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, Dion. As I was about to say, um, I'm gonna need everybody on uh, declare victory to pray for me because I'm thinking about doing a drive-by <laughs> at my doctor's office. He's telling me that I can't come out there next month. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you trying to figure out? Uh, you trying to figure out how to get out here? We was trying. We was trying at least to get you to uh to uh, Maryland to Virginia yeah. the other week. We was trying, Mama, but you messed around and ended up in the hospital uh, and ended up sick. We can't be having you sick. Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna set it up so that there's a Zoom set up so you can at least we can see you and you can see us. Okay. Okay, okay. I will don't don't so feel bad. We that. we gonna make sure you could be in the room. I know you wish you could travel, but I need you to stay well. 
Okay? Yeah, but I, I know. I'll make sure we can see you and you can see us, okay? I promise. Okay. I've been thinking, I've been trying to figure out how exactly how to do it and what to do, but I think I figured it out to make sure you could be in the room, okay? So don't okay. don't worry, we got you. Don't don't go shoot up the office. Don't go <laughs> don't go do no drive by. Then they gonna say I, you ain't saved. That ain't gonna work. I appreciate it because I was thinking hard. <laughs> I'm in that place. <laughs> no. Hey, and, I, and the police came out that no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I know we. I know you just just being funny, but no, I I I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about you, so don't don't worry. I got you. Okay, baby. I thank you. And thank <laughs> yes, all ma'am. Of you. Okay, everybody have a blessed year, a blessed life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Dee Dee, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, Tracy almost made me throw my phone. Um, because right. what she said, you know, for me, and y'all know, I tell my business because grief is something that's. Everybody deals with it differently, but that part about like when my son, when I deliver my my baby. So if you don't deal with it, it'll come back. Even though I'm healed, I still have moments because I never held him, I didn't see him, so that haunted me. So each time somebody would die, depending on who it was, it's hard. Everybody can't grieve the same way, and people have to be careful what they say. So when my mother's only sister died, I couldn't go. When my brother Ricky died, I couldn't go. So you never mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. what people are dealing with. So we got to be real careful. When my godbrother mm-hmm. Derek passed away, I was at work in San Ramon. They didn't want to tell me, but they called me. And I never forget Pastor Nett, Pastor Brown, all of them were at the house. And I they called, they called, they said, we want you to, they didn't want me to drive, but I ended up, I don't even know how I got from San Ramon to Vallejo as fast as I did. But you have to be careful in the grief process because it's so hard. So Tracy, I'm glad you're doing the work. I am too. It's a process because once you're hurt like that, it changes the whole trajectory of the grieving process. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. I have lost so many people, but I'm so grateful that my graces have helped me Sabrina, I know I owe you a whole bunch of money, but, you know, charge it to my, charge the game. Um, Just to to help not being bitter, but being better. But then it also changed the flow, like um, Ravonda says, that front row. My front row don't change like people think it does. And I I just Mm -hmm. have to learn how to put you where you go. And it's still love, but it's different because you can't take back what you say. You can't take back what you say. So that's why the word tells us Mm -hmm. to be slow to speak. Be slow mm-hmm. to speak. You can't take that stuff back. So I love you. And um, I, I think I am going to get my butterfly out because I got about two new songs. Y'all better be applying <laughs> on the 13th. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we're we're going to have a really good time. I'm so excited. I really am. My mom is coming. And so I'm really, I'm grateful for that. I'm going to um, be able to spend time with, you know, I mean, of course, it won't be a whole bunch of close-up time, but just to hug and touch and take pictures and have those memories. Amen. Say it again. I'm sorry. Yay! Yay! (laughs) He's so silly. He's silly pretty. (laughs) Love you. I love you more, sis. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hey, good morning. Good um, morning. 
kind of pray for me. I don't know what's going on with this this body while I'm in this high altitude, but it's trying to adjust. Ray, come on, go home. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, your your thoughts are the cooties, honey. It does. Hi, No, thank you. Pray for me. <laughs> um, so I was thinking. Thank you. When um when Tracy was speaking, I was thinking about well, this is what I heard. Don't make any long term decisions or life altering decisions based on temporary circumstances, right? Or based on right. what people are doing. Because you know, one minute they mad because you didn't do something, and then they'll get over it. But if we look at it a different way, from a, a I guess a higher view, a Christ perspective. It won't get us all thrown off and be back and forth and wishy-washy and double-minded and mad at them. And then they come around and we got to adjust and we allow bitterness to set in. Um, thank you for going through all of like, you know, with Naomi and Orpha and um, Ruth, uh, with their, what they were experiencing because it's real, right? And I love how you said what happened to Orpha. She was a Moabite. And God was um, mad at the Moabites because they um, committed a, idolatry and they did all this other stuff. And she went, but and, and look, yes, mm-hmm. and she and it yes. says she went back to her family and her yes. idols. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she got wiped out with the rest of them. Yep. Got with the rest of them. Yes. Yeah. So looking at now, on the other hand, Ruth, we know that she met her Boaz. She got the lineage of Jesus, right? Because what she said to Ruth, now, um, to Naomi, Naomi's name means pleasant and um, gentle. Yeah. So so that was real of who she was. And and because yeah. she had been through so much, she was like, don't call me that. Call me Mara. Because she was bitter right to the snow, right? Right. Yeah. But yeah. that didn't stop yeah. uh, Ruth from knowing who she was truthfully. She was pleasant and gentle. Yeah. And so Ruth said, yeah. wherever you go, I'm going. Your people will be my people yeah. and your God will be my God. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. So she was, yeah, she she knew her. It was like knowing her intimately. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's there. when it went from from mentor to friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she was not going to mm-hmm. abandon her. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't care what you do. I don't care what happened. I'm saying. We go yes, together. Yeah. <laughs> right. We and look, that's, that's how I am. Look, that's how I am with my friends. Girl, I don't care nothing about none of that. <laughs> I don't care. Right. Yeah, I, we we ain't got to talk every day, but I ain't going nowhere though. Right. I'm like, you a ever show me signs? <laughs> Listen, we go together. I used to be one of them. Period. Like I'm done. I'm out. I'm gone. And I would move on without even thinking about it. Maybe it's because I was in the military and moved and didn't see nobody again. But but I learned a lot about friendship with you. Right. So <laughs> um, it, it's amazing how you really know the 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 um the quality of a friendship and it has nothing really to do with the other person you do have to have boundaries and you got to know who to like allow on your front row like Didi said with Ravonda's front row and know who's on your core but it still does not do anything because sometimes we don't know who's going to be there to help us get to that destiny or who we're supposed to help get to that destiny so yeah yeah good word thank you no, and, and thank you for pointing out all that you pointed out, the meaning of Naomi's name, the reality that Orpha was a Moabite, the truth that she chose her idols over what she knew to be right about who Naomi was and who Naomi had proven herself to be. I've had people um, that have made active decisions that they weren't going to be friends with me anymore. But can I tell you all a secret? This is the fun part. <laughs> they always come back. 
but it ain't never, 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 never. I'm cool. And and I'm going to be nice and all of the stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to know who is a covenant relationship. And you got to be okay with saying access. Like, you know, we cool and everything. You know, you, you good. But I don't want to kick it, though. I don't want, I don't want to hang out. Right. And you don't go, get to know this go, information about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, we going to talk. When we hang out and we talk, we're going to talk about how Disneyland was in 1997. <laughs> I liked Disneyland. It was nice. Yeah. But right. don't you ask me nothing important because I ain't telling you. Mm-hmm. Right. That part. Very good. Listen, very test, good. Testi- testify on that, Dion, because I just had that experience with someone who threw me under the bus and then turned around and had the audacity to ask me a personal question. Ninja. She's still... Unmitigated gall. Unmitigated it. Unmitigated it. Because she's still waiting for an answer. How dare you? And I'm not mad. You see, we don't have to be gluttons for punishment. We don't have to get um, caught up into people's drama. We don't, and you know, me, I'm the peacemaker. I'm always, listen, you done drew the line, baby. I have drawn the line in my own sand, my own proverb, and I'm still saved, sanctified, and filled with a mighty burning fire. Listen, relationships are important. <laughs> the important ones are important. The ones that, the one, that's why I'm thankful for this topic um, this um, month, too, because all relationships are not healthy. Toxic relationships, <laughs> we, need to, we need to dismiss those. Toxic relationships, relationships that cause, but we still need to be pleasant. I was telling Dion yesterday, I had a very interesting meeting conversation yesterday, and I had to, um, I had to state the truth about something, and I did it without even flinching. I wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. It, this is, it's a perfect opportunity for me to get, get back. It's a perfect, but I'm not that person. I will not dishonor God with that. Things eventually come full circle. And what is this, 10 years later, D? Just 10 years later, maybe maybe 12 years later, that the very same thing that happened to me is now happening to them, except I'm in the role of being the decision maker this time. And I absolutely will not do that, right? That's how you know when you've matured. You guys, let me say this last thing. With regards to relationships, some can be repaired, some cannot, and it's okay. Um, you just need to make sure that you are have done everything that you kn- know to do biblically, right? Now, you're not yeah. beating yourself up religiously, but are you still holding anything in your heart against that person? Because mm-hmm. sometimes stuff is so deep, right, Dee? Sometimes stuff is yeah. so deep that it's, it's like layers need to be removed because it can't happen all at one time. I think we don't. We may not have a capacity to deal with it if we get it all at one time. So God will reveal, I believe the Holy Spirit will reveal to us um, different things that ha- and, and it comes off in layers, right? Some things that are mm-hmm. deep rooted like that. But my whole point is that um, with friendship and with relationship, it's very important to also ensure we have a tight relationship with the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. he will help us to navigate the terrain of these relationships with human beings which can be fickle. We fickle, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Thanks. It's true. 
Yeah, it's true. And learning how to do it with um, from a place of courage, you know, because relationships, depending on who they're with, can be scary. I've had moments where I knew that a relationship was probably going to end. Um, well, I, I won't say I've had. I always know when a relationship is going to end. I just, in my mind, I be trying to explain it away and hoping for the best in my in my mind. <laughs> in my sanctified imagination, I be like, no, they wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, that is a 12 joke. Anyway, anybody else? Anybody else? Hi, good morning. This is Mary. Good morning. I just want to say hey, thank Mary. you so much for that. Hi. That wonderful declaration. <laughs> I just got so much out of it. Thank you so much. You know, just between, um, you know, experiencing um, a mother-in-law and attaching myself to her. And just, it was just very, very um, heartwarming in a way. And then, of course, you know, mm-hmm. there's a negative side of it, but I like to focus on the positive. But thank you sure. so much. For sharing that, okay. Well, have a blessed Absolutely, show. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for chiming in, Mary. We appreciate you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Hello. Yeah. This Gloria again. I just really yes, want to say, Mary that just spoke. Mm-hmm. We've been friends since we were thirteen years old. Oh wow. She was my secret keeper. She knew stuff and didn't know stuff. She know all your business. And some of the business I wouldn't tell her. But Amen. yeah, I appreciate, I just wanted to know, her to know I appreciate her. And I thank God for the call and for us reuniting. Amen. I had to jump back in. Thank you so much. It's just been a blessing to reunite with you, Gloria. It's just amazing. Amen. Oh, God. What what city and state are you in, Ms. Mary? I'm in Douglasville, Georgia. Oh, you in Georgia? Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Hey, Amen. Well, it is 7:52, and uh, I think we've had a pretty decent discussion this morning. Um, I pray that you all have a phenomenal day. Uh, I pray that you have an expectation of being connected to covenant relationships, that God would send your destiny helpers, your burden bearers, the ones that'll snap you out of it in the, the moments where you forget your value or your worth. I pray that you would reap bountiful blessings from having solid relationships, right? Um, yeah, that that's it. Love you all. I pray uh, that today is uh, full of abundance, but more than anything, that you would recognize the people that are sent to help you get to your purpose and to your promise. All right, guys, until tomorrow, 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 I'll hear you tomorrow. It's only a day away, and if you're fasting today, we'll meet right back here at 5 p.m., and I believe Shell will carry us out. Love you guys. 
Have a great day. Bye, guys. I love you for the hug. Have a great day. Have a great day, everybody.